0: Chill at night At the scene of a crime Like a stream
1: This is
2: episode 440 for October 2016, and we're going to tackle your message board questions and answers in just a minute. But first, I'd like to ask for your support. Uh, log on to our front page at spidermancrawlspace.com. I've got a new uh, button on the right-hand side. It's just under the search engine, where it makes it just a little bit easier for you to drop a few dollars into the pot to help pay us for the uh, bandwidth costs, etc. Uh, it's It also has a total of how much has been... Funded for the month. Currently, we're at zero percent, <laughs> but uh, a couple other people have uh, chipped in a few dollars. So I want to give a shout out to Alexander, Brian, and Craig for throwing in a few dollars to help pay the bandwidth cost. Uh, and if you would like to, again, just log on to SpiderManCrawlSpace.com. Look on the right hand side for the new donation app. I guess is what I'm going to call it. All right, gang, on with the show. I'm a crime, like a Hey, Crawl welcome to our message board Q&A. Let's get started with Scarlet Spider, aiming a question at everyone. What's the closest each of you have ever gotten to a complete run of Amazing to Current? I'm currently only 82 issues away from a full run, with the earliest issue being number three. J.R.
3: Brad question, because I'm nowhere effing close. <laughs> do digital copies count?
2: Yeah. Well, we all have a complete set if we do digital.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Do, think do Marvel called-
1: Tales and Essentials count? No. No. <laughs>
2: Uh, George, you sold a lot of yours off, didn't you? I sold you?
0: all of mine off. All of them off. They're all gone. Yep. Mike, how about you? Um, I just, I mean, I've got a couple of just regular um, print issues. I mean, most of, the, most of my stuff is actually on that on the CD-ROM, digi- uh, DVD-ROM, digital, digital copy thing. What's,
2: what's your oldest issue of Amazing? Oh,
0: my oldest issue of Amazing that I've got was probably one of the issues where they did the, because um, it's, um, let me see, I... The one I've got now is probably one of the round robin Sidekick revenge ones. I forget which one that was. Is that's going to be ni- early nineties? Yeah, like, early nine. It, it was an early nineties. Three sixty ish. Yeah, I did have like I did have. Um,
4: <clears throat> I think i
0: have Oh, I did. Wait a minute. I did have a, a one of the web of Spider-Man. I did have a web of Spider-Man issue. That's probably a little bit a couple of years earlier than that one with Silver Sable in it. Um, huh. But I can't remember offhand which number that was. Um, yeah. But um, yeah. But most of my stuff that I do have, it's all on it's all on like a DVD um, DVD ROM on ROM setup and everything.
2: Zach, your yeah. earliest ASM, uh,
3: the first appearance of the Gibbon. Mm.
0: The
3: Gibbon. Wow,
0: that's that's vintage. Yeah. Is that the one fifties?
3: Uh, I think one ten. Oh, oh, that's right, one ten. Yep. Yes, um, I'm looking it Got up it. for. for but it, I know it's the first <clears throat> appearance of Gibbon. Uh, that's cool. One eleven. 111 there you go 11. jr your earliest asm issue uh number 39 number,
4: oh, oh of nice
2: course. there you go well ha, let's take a take them through your collection what do th- th- you have 39 to current or what do you got? oh
4: no 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 i mean i just have <clears> like a um i have 39 because i bought you know bought that years ago that was back when i was ashamed to tell my father i spent four dollars and 50 cents on a comic book um uh, but really, then I think, really, uh, my collection doesn't start until about one thirty-four, and uh, then it's continuous yeah. through then. But uh, now I I lost a few, and I I had a few older ones that I lost in a move, and but uh, now I would really say my collection doesn't start until one thirty-four.
2: You you had to go back and buy some expensive McFarlane. I remember you telling me. Oh uh, yeah,
4: yeah. Because I kept you know I I had quite a few gaps in my collection because I got tired of the you know the series after a while and then when I went and filled in all the holes or whatever then it was like the I, the McFarlane issues were saved till last because those were grossly freaking overpriced. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, mine I had my earliest issue is ASM one. Uh, I have is- ASM one three and fourteen. And then I have um, issue number 21 mm-hmm. to current, to current. Oh,
3: you've, you've bought a couple since then, because the last time I heard it was 24 to current.
2: Yeah. It, uh, at Chicago Comic-Con, I got a good deal on issue number 21. And for the longest time, I was miss- missing issue number 36, and I replaced that within the last 10 now, years. Now, would this also include any of the
0: annuals, too?
2: The annuals, I'm not. I don't own uh, ASM Annual One or Two. Okay. I I would like I like to own those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't own the infamous Hulk One. That's my next big purchase. Mm-hmm. The one that G- uh, George loves, where he f- wants to join the Avengers. Is that three? Yeah,
0: that's it. Annual three. Yeah. yeah.
2: I I like that one a lot. But you know, since getting unlimited, a subscription there, it's hard to justify. Spending hundreds of dollars on a comic when you can read it at your fingertips mm-hmm. for sixty bucks a year. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 hard to justify that disposable income to do it. But I've told this story on the show before. I'll tell it briefly here. When I was like seven, eight, nine, or something like that, I went to a comic book convention in uh, St. Louis, and uh, my mom and grandma took me. And um, this kid had a table out. And he was trying to go to college, and he had a bunch of books on it. And on the, on the table were Amazing Spider-Man 1, 3, and 14. And he, had, he said, I'll bundle them, and I'll give them to you for 100 bucks." And, and I'm like, Mom, this could be my Christmas, and it was my Christmas. Mm-hmm. That, uh, those three issues, that was a hell of a deal. I love, I love, I love yeah. that
1: card that kids can play the what this can be my christmas card christmas oh i card did it. Yeah. <laughs> because it's yeah. such a con because at christmas time oh. the parents can't get can't let that go without getting you something to open up under the tree That's true yes, no, yeah. Yeah. That's it, it, they're just like I, we can't we can't not get our kids something but we already bought the kids something i know but we have to have something under the
3: tree god damn it mm-hmm.
2: That's true
3: we, we, we all was, we all as, as kids don't we yeah but you know what that turned into Cl- clothes Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. underwear and stuff.
1: It's something that I still go to today, but I know that I won't get anything for Christmas. But it's okay because I'm not a kid anymore, and I don't expect it. Mm
3: -hmm. Like one year, uh,
1: my folks were like, uh, you know, it it was like October, and they were like, "Have you decided what you want for Christmas?" Oh, and this was this was not too long, maybe five years or so ago. And just without without even really you know I was just like if there's one thing I need right now my God it's new tires and they were like okay that's gonna take if we get if we do that that'll be Christmas mm-hmm. and I was like okay I'm I'm very good with that that's awesome <laughs> yes and they got so they got me new tires and at I, I, Christmas I got some candy
0: there you go your theory still works they still got you something yeah this is- yeah. well I did JR, I, well your, your, oh, sorry Mike. I was also saying a, well, I did get a Christmas present which was kind of clothes and comic related which was actually a shirt that actually was uh, printed comic book panels all over it oh yeah was I mean I was actually it was actually homemade comic book panels too like were
2: jr do you have an interesting story for how you got 39
4: no not really I no. just went to the book no. broker in Evansville Indiana and plumped down four yeah. and a half dollars for it yeah.
3: Zach, how about your one ten? Found it in the back issue bin at uh, my my local comic shop, Mm -hmm. and um, it was like I think four bucks. It's not a it's not a very good it's a very it's a it's a very poor copy. Mm -hmm. uh, I might add, but um, but it was I mean I was like all right you know cool one ten it was the it was the earliest book he had um, in the shop he had he's had over the year of last probably ten years had several people that gave their collections to him yeah. and so he's he's actually <laughs> he was waiting on Hastings to uh, go out of business so he could yeah. go buy their uh, buy their fixtures <laughs> yeah. that's funny and so George yeah. w- George what was your earliest issue before
2: you sold it
1: it might have been yeah. annual number three but I I didn't sell that one I kept that was the only one I kept
2: oh mm-hmm. any others that you remember of, of non-annuals?
1: It would be of, a, of amazing or anything?
2: Just amazing. I'm just curious how far back you went.
1: It was something probably like in the 130s or 140s, somewhere yeah. around there. There wasn't a Seven. lot of it. I had more older Seven Avengers years, stuff yeah. than I did uh, old Spider stuff. Good, good question, Scarlet Spider.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, uh, do you do any of you have any stories you'd like to see done in the status quo if we had another spec book? Uh, no. No, I we're we're seeing it. in amazing. It's, it's Amazing. It's, amazing is now spectacular Spider-Man. It's exactly yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I I I we would have to change the the Spider-Man's universe before I, I
0: would want a second
3: difference. title of it. It's it's hard for me to think about uh, a satellite book a Spider-Man satellite book in this status quo.
0: The only it, one I can think of is like if they're all like New York based Spider-Man stories because of the amazing Spider-Man. is supposed to be like, oh, he's going all the around the world to these different cities. Well, let's have a Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man book where he's back in New York City. Doing isn't, that, isn't that Iron
3: Man an international Iron Man?
2: <laughs> yeah, I would... I would just like him interacting with his classic uh, supporting cast again. That too. I mean that. I, I mean Mary Jane and Robbie and Jameson and Aunt May and all that. Mm-hmm. That's just we don't see that. Or better yet,
3: yeah, just, just, just I wouldn't mind seeing it all
0: together. Yeah, I, I, I
3: wouldn't mind seeing a supporting cast-driven book with Peter Parker as a supporting cast member. You know, have we uh, uh, like like, like <laughs> well, I'm talking about like an <laughs> it's, I'm talking about like an anthology series that's not not. Sp- it's not Spock or you know the Jackal Man.
4: <clears throat>
0: also, like Tangled Web a little bit.
3: A yeah, bit more like it. a Tangled Web.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Outside of One More Day, one moment,
2: One More Day. What is the single dumbest action Peter Parker has ever made in your opinion? Letting the burglar run past him.
1: Revealing his secret identity. Oh, Yeah, that went oh. against every goddamn thing in that character's
0: history. Oh, that—that that is. That is true. That is probably. I was going to say uh, Ven- making a deal with Venom, but yeah, the c- him unmasking on live TV definitely was takes if the cake. There's killing.
1: one person who needs yeah. to, who who would have understood that better than anyone else in the freaking oh. Marvel universe. It was Spider Man.
0: Yeah, it was Peter Parker. Absolutely. And
1: and uh, again, that was another case we've thought and I've talked about this a billion times where this could the story could only be told by taking everyone out of character.
0: Well, and the only reason why he unmasked <clears> in the first place was because they were going to do one more day, because they figured, hey, since we're just oh, yeah. going to erase – we're going to erase the marriage anyway. Why as well just go ahead and have him reveal his yeah, identity? Yeah, which, so. which is funny because when I see
1: it discussed sometimes, I see people
0: not, not discussing those it. Who-
1: yeah, not, not linking it. those two together. Yeah. They don't they don't link the two together and they don't understand the editorial purpose behind everything. And mm-hmm. so they're they're trying to say like, well, they 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 didn't have any other choice. They'd already got <laughs> anime and what are they going and I'm like, dude, they already knew before this first Civil War issue hitting stands, they knew where they were going on this.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You yeah. Know? Mr. Starkiller from Brazil. And you can uh, argue
3: on that. That's a big chunk of, big reason why JMS wanted out. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, if it hadn't been for the nineties Clone Saga, what do you think would have happened to the characters of Mary Jane and Peter, and the overall
3: Spider-Man franchise? Well, we would have never gotten Baby May, um, because that was that was born directly in the Clone Saga. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, I think you would have seen them finish graduate school. Mm. That's where they went back to after. Yeah, graduate. I mean. I, I think the stories you saw after the clone saga probably would have been more in tune with what we would have seen had the clone saga not happened.
2: I'm as I said before in the show I'm reading through amazing. Did Mary Jane ever go back to college besides yeah. after the clone saga? Oh, uh
1: no. I don't think so cuz she I mean does she have does she have a college degree?
0: She has a yeah cuz she there's a thing point where she goes back to school to get some kind of psychology degree but yeah. they never followed up on that.
3: She was close, but I don't think she ever completed it. Paging the Spider Yoda. Does
2: Mary Jane have?
4: <laughs> I honestly don't know. I don't think we ever saw a graduate. You know, uh, indication that she ever graduated because she uh, so sure. she fell. I, I remember when she got uh, blown up in one thirty six when Harry rigged the apartment. Uh, yep. There was a comment that that set her back some time. And you know Peter graduated in the 180s, and I don't think there's ever been a reference to Mary Jane ever graduating, really. So I don't think
3: so. She just literally.
4: went into showbiz, I guess, is because that's I think what, that they
3: specifically <laughs> say that she's a certain number of credits shy in right before the reboot. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fact check. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: that's that's the only time I remember going
4: back to Canada, right, right, exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Why is there a near obsession coming from people? And Marvel writers that Peter Parker cannot can do no right is a complete is a complete loser and is one of the most annoying characters in the Marvel universe
0: because it's a misunderstanding of what the Parker luck is mm. because they have this because if you go back and you look at uh, Tom Brevoort's uh, Spider-Man manifesto that he wrote um, manifesto manifesto um, thank you um, that he wrote during the before uh, uh, during the brand when Brandon Day launched, the emphasis was Spider-Man is about youth. And with that, they kind of, because there is this idea that Spider-Man, because he's sort of this young character that is a, a young superhero who has to make mistakes all the time.
2: We sure are off of that now. Oh, we? I know. <laughs>
0: I know. Yeah. Oh, we, we've, we've been really off far.
2: the
1: Robert Manifesto for a oh, while.
0: For a long time. Yeah. Man. But,
1: but uh, the Brevard Manifesto, I'm sorry, Mike, go ahead.
0: I but I'm just saying. But I'm just saying, going on on, on that idea that there, because if you remember, there was this constant thing about that you've been kind of seeing more or in the, on these issues, even this one about how they're talking about all oh, the Parker luck, the Parker luck. Well, they keep saying that Parker, the Parker luck is is a, is a, is, a um, is another name for him having bad luck or or making mistakes when it's not. It's it, what it is is. Anytime any time certain things started going right for Spider-Man, start, things started going wrong for Peter. And if anything starts going wrong for yep. Peter, things were starting... I mean, and super, that
2: made for great drama yeah, exactly. that we it's,
0: a, it's, it's talking about the balance of between. Like, if one thing starts going right for him in one area, something goes wrong in the other, and vice versa. Yeah, exactly. And they, But, but that nowadays, they've interpreted that to thinking, oh, well, he just makes mistakes. He just makes dumb decisions. He just... He has to be... A man child. Manchild. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, mm. like you were guys were saying, he's now in terms of this Parker industry thing, it's so far off like, oh, because he doesn't have to worry about money problems and everything and and yeah. George you were gonna add
1: Yeah, well uh, one one thing and and this uh goes to the overall point, uh and the, the my overall point here is that uh, they believe this because no one at Marvel actually understands the character. Mhm. Um they understand what they want the character to be. They don't actually understand what the character should be based on decades of previous storytelling and, and motivations. Um, and the Brewery Manifesto uh, underscored that mm-hmm. because the Brevert Manifesto was like, well, the character is about youth. And I'm like, no, this character is about responsibility. First and foremost, yep. above everything yep. else, this character is about responsibility. And that's why this character would be the same when he was 70 as he is when he was 20. Because he is the, he is he's the the boy that or, or he's the man that that Ben Parker and May Parker raised, and and responsibility is the core of who he is, even to his own detriment.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And and so when Brevard came out and said youth is what this character is about, I was like you uh, you absolutely do not understand this character, and and nothing. Uh, for Marvel since then has shown me otherwise.
0: Well, it, it also kind of shows that for them, for Marvel at that period, it was less about Spider-Man being a character <clears throat> and more about him being a, a merchandising brand because yeah. because for them, that's what they wanted to sell Spider-Man as. It's like, oh, he's the teenage superhero who's not a sidekick, even though he hasn't been that for how many decades now? Yeah. And they've kind of, and that's the, that, and also that's the image that always gets shown in uh, media adaptations, like uh, you know, it's, in movies, movies and video games and and cartoons, yeah. and uh, with um, spout, voiced by guys uh, guys who get arrested for DUIs and and everything. <laughs> so, uh, but 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 that's but yeah, it's it's kind of it's this idea that they kind of feel like he, because he is some kind of a because they want to emphasize the youthful aspects of Spider Man, they feel like that means that youth equals oh, he makes dumb decisions all the time. So, mm-hmm. but
2: All right, the uh, next poster is uh, Frontier. Uh, let's see. With the increasing presence and exposure of female superheroes in comics and media and with Supergirl's popularity at an all-time high. That's a good
0: show, by they, the way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
2: Supergirl is good. I agree. Uh, thanks to her TV show. Why do you think Marvel has so dropped the ball? on Spider-Girl, especially in contrast to the other promoted female spiders. I know this was brought up to a degree on the Live Caller podcast, but I'd appreciate a more in-depth discussion about it.
1: Marvel is is fine with superheroines. Marvel dislikes Spider-Girl's popularity in the same way that they dislike Mary Jane's popularity. um, Because it stops them from doing other things in those spaces. And... With with Mary Jane, they've actually they actually have sunk so low as to try character assassination on Mary Jane in order to get you to stop liking her, um, have her going out with doper celebrities, you know, st- trying to, trying to show her that she's shallow and, and things like that. Remember that the Bobby Carr bullshit? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a direct attempt to get us to like MJ a little less. Um, but with with Spider Girl, it's different, in that they don't want anything that's a, a child of, of Peter, not at least crossing over into the main book. I was I, I was surprised. Well, I not really, but I mean, on the, on in one aspect, I was surprised that Spider Girl got as much time as she did during that whole god awful Inheritors thing. And when they made a Spider Girl for the cartoon, it was an alternate reality of Spider with a gender, fright. right? Yeah, because because this is another one of those things where I think they consider it to be something that ages the character. And to have a to have a, a daughter, especially a grown up daughter, and that's why they did away with Spider Girl. And I, I full out I full out state, you know, even though he's denied it, uh, Joe Manganiello hates Spider Girl. Absolutely does not like. The, the, especially Joke Posada did not like our popularity. Um, and it's why they, you know, after the fans saved it so many times, it finally had to go away so we could get Aranya, so Aranya could go away like a bad fart. Aranya, girl. <laughs> God. So that's, uh, at least that's, that's my take on it. I don't know. You know, somebody else may feel differently. Like yeah.
0: That. Oh, well, then, what, what, it, then how does that fit in with, um, with the, right now, with uh, Renew Your Vows then? Because, the, well, I, anime- remember what I said, the main book. I mean, book. That's true. Yeah, but I mean, no. But, but there.
1: But, but the whole point of renew your vows is that he's married with a kid.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, could could you see? But could they see argue that maybe anime, Annie May um, is because she's um, she's also a child of Peter Parker, Mary Jane, albeit a different universe? Um, is that but, she kind of be seen as a replacement for Mayday? Like it's like you know, oh, since we a, created our own Spider Girl, yeah, yeah yes, that. yes. That, yeah.
1: That's why she can't be May. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what what makes me sad as a dad is when I go into McDonald's the the Happy Meal this this go around is uh DC superhero girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, you you can get Supergirl headbands, you can get Super Batgirl glasses, Ava's gotten a few of these. And um, you go into the Target store and there's a whole Super Hero Girl from DC section. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. The toys are great. They're they're like Barbie dolls, etc. I wish Marvel would cater to the girls some, mm-hmm. a little bit more. And you don't see that at all. I well, mean, part but, of the
4: pro- part of the problem there is that old yeah. fogey Ike Perlmuter. I mean, yeah. I don't yeah. know why Disney has just not. You know, I mean, they've got I don't know. Well, it's it's corporate America. They tolerate this bullshit. He all doesn't
0: it. have anything to do with the movies anymore. They took no. The, it doesn't. They, but, yeah. He but when he recorded it at the time, he was thinking there was rumors saying that he felt like, "Oh, we don't, we're not going to make a Black Widow uh, action figure because we figured, oh, women,
4: girl toys go, don't, toys
0: don't sell." Don't sell. Yeah,
4: uh, Perlmuter is is so far behind the times, you know. But <laughs> uh, but anyway, that that could That's be part, part of it.
2: All right, uh, Frontier's other question is: Why does uh, what does it say about the Spider-Man franchise or Marvel? that the more storied and long-lasting major female characters in Spider-Man are either generally M.I.A. in the main book, which is Mary Jane, portrayed as a mustache-twirling villain in all but one book, Black Cat, or just outright dropped off the face of the earth like Silver Sable. While Marvel instead pushes a character with no real ties to Spider-Man, which is Spider-Woman, an alternative version of a dead girl, Stacy. <laughs> <Quincy.
1: laughs> And a completely new character with dubious beginnings, which is Silk. Because Dan Slott, the main writer in Amazing Spider-Man, doesn't know how to handle any of the longstanding supporting characters that are that are female, or and, and in many cases the ones that are male.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he just he, doesn't he, understand he, it. Doesn't have a. It's, it's beyond his scope. It's beyond his capabilities. That's, so that's why new characters are created that he doesn't have to have decades worth of time judged against. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off.
2: No, no, that's that's. Uh... He, he As we said before, he has trouble writing Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Writing a Mary Jane is even more
1: hard. Yeah, uh, the, the thing is, what he writes when he writes Peter Parker is his fan fiction version of Peter Parker, which he believes, uh, deep down, is, is what Peter Parker is all about, yet which readers largely point out is, no, it's, it's not Peter Parker.
2: All right, we have uh, Simbi Bro from Canada. Uh, he's pretty new and he loves the the podcast and the site so thank you very much here let me clear my throat
1: now you know how I feel when we do these fight clubs and, or the Friday night fights and I've got to sit there and drink I every, know my, my
2: voice is glowing after these three hours hold yeah. on a second keep talking amongst yourself mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I mean well what I mean and the latest fight club for you George is um, because I didn't yeah. quite check to see what it was um, which is shame on me right yeah um, <laughs> it's banjo, man. Banjo. Oh, he's fighting the hillbillies. Yeah, okay.
4: yeah, yeah. It's oh, okay.
1: okay. <laughs> we even used the music from Deliverance at the beginning of the. Uh, oh, the that's, okay.
2: All right. His question is: If the uh, Venom symbiote w- had been upfront with Peter and actually communicated that it was alive and wanted to bond with Peter, instead of hiding the fact and leading Peter to believe it was just some mindless parasite, do you think that could have had a good relationship? There have been multiple what-ifs in alternate universes where they stay bonded, but things usually go bad except for maybe May as Venom in Earth-X. But other than the symbiote's weakness and the fact that it took Peter's body out for a joyride at night because it thought that's what he wanted, it seemed that it did nothing but benefit him at first. It gets kind of fuzzy, especially with all the retcons like Needing Adrenaline and Bendis' most recent one. But what do you guys think?
4: Not in the slightest peter would not no 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 that that that's like having something invade your body and no 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 he well, wouldn't want it, he and he wouldn't trust it he yeah right, thank you uh, but no, no no he wouldn't he wouldn't trust it under no circumstances and and uh i, I think the 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 best uh what if story of the venom uh, obs- uh uh, Taken over somebody actually, I, I like was the uh, if he took over the Punisher, yeah, because that that's yes. the, the way that ended seemed like a, a truly mutually symbiotic relationship. Uh, no, I just I just can't see Peter wanting to to do that. No.
0: Well, the other thing though, I mean, because modern interpretations of Venom, they always kind of emphasize how Venom. The Venom Symbiote kind of brought out the darkne- darkness in a, in a person. But that in itself was not actually, correct me if I'm wrong, that's not even actually in the, ori- in the original black no. costume saga. It's just like, no. yeah. But maybe that's kind of what he is almost implying here because it almost seems like the symbiote suit itself did not really have any kind of and, personality. And by, or reading,
2: and by reading Guardians in this Venom Space Knight book, mm-hmm. um, which is really far off from where the characters come. Um, it, it says the the race is, uh,
4: the Clintar
2: like, the Clintar yes the Clintar aren't usually evil and this symbiote unless they come kind of, from Arkansas
1: oh <laughs> uh,
2: the Clintars I get it oh <laughs> um, well, we'll get hate mail but, for that one if you want. but this uh, th- this particular symbiote
0: is kind of broken he, he's. Uh,
2: is there, am I, anybody reading the Venom book? Um, I actually
0: read yeah, okay. the last, with the most recent issue, where it kind of explains like the symbiote is talking to Spider-Man, and he says he doesn't remember any other hosts he had except for his very first one in Flash. Yeah, and yeah. there so there's this whole thing the, where the, the current Venom book is is surprisingly not bad. Yeah, I mean the art was I mean the art was pretty okay in that thing. I mean it's just it's just. I can see why, though, that they are going to relaunch it as uh, just a plain Venom title, because yeah, it is so far-off concept of what right. Venom is. About, well, that is feels it. a
1: lot like a bad fart.
0: Venom over in Guardians? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that really just, went nowhere. It did, well, agree. It was written by Bendis, who kind of has a tendency to kind of, these days, have, have <laughs> nothing go anywhere. To blame the... Re- it was the reader's fault, right? <laughs> it was the reader's fault, right? TNR105,
2: congrats on 10 years in the podcast. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, he's, he joined the site in 2010. He was a stupid 16 years old, he says. Now he's a stupid 22-year-old. And I'm in awe of the uh, community here at the Crawl Space. So thank you, TNR. Uh, to George, if the mighty Stagron ever decided to conquer the silver screen, what actor is worthy enough to portray him? Let's assume that the actor portrays Vincent Stegron and also does the emotion capture work, akin to what Mark Ruffalo does as the Hulk. Who has the presence that will command respect while also filling audiences with fear and awe? Brian Cranston, perhaps? He's too busy being Stanley. Lee. Brian Cranston right.
1: or... Uh, <laughs> no, Cranston could do it. Um, I don't know. With Cranston. Stegron, you really have to kind of go with that regal breeding like, he's savage, but at the same time, he's he's still uh, lord and master over uh, over everything he looks at. Um, I'm having problems vi-
2: visualizing what Vincent Stegron looked like.
1: Uh, like a dude who wasn't a dinosaur? Well, duh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, was he a big guy, tall guy, fat guy, skinny guy, short the
1: guy? He was average guy. I think he had dark hair. Okay. Um, I don't know
0: why, but for some reason, I keep picturing Meatloaf as Stegron.
1: I would No. No. <laughs> you, 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 you. You shut your goddamn mouth! <laughs> um, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I would want to see Hugo weaving do him. Oh, the Red Skull! Yeah, not no, as the Red, red no, Skull. Hugo, we- Hugo weaving doing a character that is you know yeah. like a, Hugo you know, Weaving would do the voice
0: of Swarm
1: <laughs> or Stegron, <laughs> like I just said.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, he already did. He already did the Red Skull. So if he's going to do, why go with?
4: He needs to go yes, with the because first.
1: that's
0: all that's all the actor can do. <laughs>
1: That his range. That helps people. Come on, uh,
4: considering how much he hated apparently doing the Red Skull, I'd be surprised if he'd volunteer for any of the projects. Yeah, that's I true. guess if you slipped him a big enough paycheck, though. I mean, right. they're all they're all that way. They'll badmouth something until the check clears. Until the teled-
0: yeah, it yeah. comes in.
4: Yeah. Until the check runs dry. <laughs>
0: all
4: right.
2: Uh, let's see. To the whole gang, mostly Jr. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Do you think that the powers that be at Marvel don't respect their predecessors as much as they should? I understand wanting fresh blood, but it seems like they do a disservice to any play, always place the elder statesmen like Conway and Peter David on satellite titles. In the case of Peter David, they never have a problem meddling. By or derailing his stories with bloated crossovers, shouldn't they give more consideration to his projects?
4: Well, first of all, everybody is, nowadays at Marvel is is hampered by the the bloated crossovers. I mean, it's 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 bloated. Every every story is a bloated crossover. I mean, and uh, DC does it too. It's it's just the market we, market we live in. The thing is, what you've described. I mean, and I don't know what Marvel's particular attitude toward Peter David or Jerry Conway or older writers and writers uh, Artists in general is, but really what you've tapped into is not a Marvel problem. You've tapped into a cultural problem, really. I mean, we're, the the our the, our culture can't wait to shove aside anybody who's not in the, who's not in the eighteen to thirty five. Age demographic. I mean, we, yep. we are a we. The, the, our society is consu- is is obsessed with youth, and it's obsessed with quote unquote the hot thing. I mean, if one of these guys did something really really popular, I mean, just just somehow struck a chord, then he'd be everywhere because you know it's it's always what's hot now, what sells now, uh, and but that and you know and, and youth. I mean, I you know I'm 53 years old. I see I see a seismic I see a change going on. Uh, at, at my work. I mean, it's just the emphasis on bringing new people up to speed and, you know, who gives a rat's ass about someone who's been there, you know, contributing for 30 years. It, it, it's the yeah. culture. It's not just Marvel. It's the culture. Not the only
1: that, but uh, DC, when when DC uh, did uh, rebooted everything with 52, um, Jim Lee pulled in a lot of mm-hmm. people from 90s Marvel, like Fabian mm-hmm. DeCieza and Bob Harris of all effing people. Oh, you I know. know the gal that wrote Daredevil with John Romita Jr. Um, and and it was a calamitous failure,
0: mm-hmm.
1: calamitous. So there there may be part of that also. It's like, are, do we really want to you know trust people who've. Who aren't you know from today's you know sensibilities? Who maybe aren't as entrenched in the social justice warrior
0: thing. Although Conway is, my God, Conway could write a book about well,
3: it.
1: Well,
0: you also um, got to remember, remember too is that the, one of the reasons why some of these um, they hire some guy, some of the great guys like Conway and Peter David, and maybe in some cases Chris Claremont, is because they do have a pedigree behind their name, and so they figure that hey, we can we can appeal to. The fans who grew up reading those writers' yeah, but initial comics—they've tried to drive those people away in herds. Oh, I know. Yeah, but that, but at the same time, they're, but with the, under the pretext, they're also trying to say, "Hey, if you like this guy's work back in the day, you know, here's his newer stuff now." So, I yeah, mean, but there's, there's no—that's the thing, though. I mean, most of the people yeah. who, who who would understand that and who
1: would have an appreciation for it, Marvel's already given the middle finger
0: to. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, that's why in, in several way, times. I mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's why they kind of it's almost, but at the, but they kind of also when, the, when, when by doing this, you want to have their cake and eat it too by basically yeah. saying, hey, let's 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 appeal to this to this at while they're appealing to the nostalgic aspects of the fandom, at the same time they're like, oh well, let's let's try to appeal to all the young hip crowd by by with all this with all bringing in yeah. these new the new char- try to these new characters <clears throat> or new replacement characters all the time and just be, and turn. The more classic characters into you know like Hydra agents.
1: Well, with with uh, with like something like renew your vows. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. You know
1: the new Conway Spider Man book where Spider Man's married as a kid. I think Marvel is kind of hedging their bet. On the one yeah. hand, they're like we're going to have high initial sales, and mm-hmm. then I think they want to be able to cancel it and say, well, we tried to marry Spider Man. Yeah, we tried to marry Spider Man and it didn't work out. But in fact, they they didn't. They didn't get No one's asking. People have, are wanting the marriage back and they're saying, yeah, you know, P- Spider, Peter can have a kid. Sure. Uh, people aren't lining up in droves and, and petitioning for Mary Jane to be a freaking superhero.
0: No, absolutely. Not. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You you know? Know? and that's and that and that's the thing. That also, with this new title, with the new movie, uh, uh, it is still an alternate universe title. It's still going to be like which has always got. So right there, those are not going to be. The attitude usually for comic book readers when, they come, when it comes to those things, it's like, well, they don't really count because it's not necessarily main continuity, and so that's. But, yeah. yeah, but
4: you know, that's. I, I, yeah, I think another thing though, and I, I apologize for interrupting. Um, I think another thing though is that I, I forget who it was who just said that maybe uh, the older writers don't. Don't tap into that zeitgeist or whatever the hell that word is. But really, when you read, oh, I, you know, I, you mentioned Defe- the, uh, TNR mentions Defalco, and I remember Defalco's Spider Girl run, and I really like Defalco's Spider Girl run. Oh, it yeah. was, but it was, see, but it was, I, I, I liked it because it was, just, it was very consistent. You know, I thought it was good, but it was very consistent, and some people would probably think it was bland and predictable. They, oh, I, probably, they, they don't, you know, older writers probably don't write the edgy stuff. That they think that the demographic wants. They, you know, you hire them. They do a job. They do it consistently. They do it well. But they don't, you know, they don't do that controversial thing, you know, that that, that, that gets the clicks or gets media interest mm-hmm. or whatever. You know? Yeah,
1: like like Tom DeFalco wasn't going to do a chameleon rape story. Exactly. Uh, or, you know, he wasn't going to do a Kurt Connors eats his child right. and maybe rapes a nurse story.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and they're not going to do stories in other words that's going to get hit that's going to be uh promoted in like that that's going to be leaked to like say like one of those like some like oh let's 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 go on the view and have a have a oh here's what we're doing with the with the race with their with the here's the new Thor or something. They're not going to do stories that pander to that kind of um you know and so they could something that could go to like try to think that they, they can get like a little buzz, like a twenty four hour buzz like on some kind of, you know, Entertainment yeah, they can go viral, yeah, viral, <clears throat> viral yeah. web for maybe like twenty four hours, and then and then it just dies off. I like think for something that could just spoil their own story um, beforehand, before the issue ships out. So, yeah.
2: Wolf Cipher, next question is uh, to everyone outside of the comics: What's the other favorite medium of Spider-Man? Is video games? These animated show as collectibles. I guess the movies for me.
0: I don't know. Um, it kind of. I mean. There's been, I mean, it depends also on which video game and which, um, cartoon because, um, I think it's, I mean, if you're, if you're talking about maybe like, uh, animated show, I mean, you both, I mean, I think a lot of us, I mean, saw the original, uh, nineties, well, not original, but the nineties animated Spider-Man and series. Some of us probably, you know, grew up watching that thing or they also, or spectacular Spider-Man, um, which kind of saddens, which is kind of sad that some people, some kids are going to be growing up exposed to, hey, Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon is going to be like their Spider-Man. That's kind of the, yeah, which is a little night. Nice.
2: The the future podcaster in twenty years is going to re- remember Ultimate Spider-Man like I do Amazing Friends, possibly.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah That's
0: kind of sad. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um. But I, I mean, in some ways, I think it's. Uh, I think the thing that I think the advantage with some of these mediums is that. Unlike say the comics, they're able to. I think some of these ones are able to kind of sort of condense like oh they we get to pick and choose like the aspects of Spider-Man that they think kind of work and kind of mesh them together into into something. Yeah. Um, and I think into uh, but I think but each one of them I think they're going to have their their own kind of issues. I mean I know because video game wise I mean that's. It's, I mean, in terms of like story and everything, it's, it's more about your, it's more of the experience of playing Spider-Man, to, more more so than yeah. actually the story. I, I really. look forward to the the
2: new video yeah, game did coming you? out. Yeah.
0: I do, uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, I saw a recent interview that there's a reason for that particular suit he's wearing. Mm-hmm.
1: So there's there's uh, no excuse for that suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the but, cosplayers are going nuts for that suit. They the like Cosplayers are going nuts for any goddamn thing. I know it. Does Zach like that suit? No, he doesn't. He just...
2: Okay, uh, <laughs> to everyone, what it's argument okay against Peter? Suit, by the way. Sorry, well, oh there you are. I, I was uh, texted you I didn't see if you're there. Yeah, I was. There. Uh, everyone what argument against Peter and Mary Jane being a couple is that Mary Jane was a party girl slash model and wouldn't realist, realistically fall for a square like Peter. That she's a 10 and out of Peter's league, but she did fall for him. Doesn't that mean that Mary Jane isn't this shallow? Vain character that she would fall for a guy beyond his looks. Uh, Why are these types of people so against the idea that Mary Jane is capable of falling in love with a guy like Peter when it shows her depth and non-shallowness?
1: This argument is is often made by people who hate the marriage. um, And... And it, yeah. it, it has always been specious, um, mm-hmm. and I'd it, it has never worked. Um, they always say, well, it doesn't make sense for Peter being, you know, to be married to a, uh, to a supermodel. That's one of the things that they say. And I, and I always counter with, and it's never, it's never countered back because you can counter it. Mary Jane, yes, she became famous, but she knew Peter many, many years before she was ever famous. The two have a long history going back to – and dating before she was ever famous. And famous people, supermodels, they don't always marry people that – other people that are famous. A lot of times, they marry people that they just know. And so that argument has always been – as I said earlier, has always been specious. It's it's never worked. Um, Also, the party girl thing… And this is something that a, a lot of uh, writers also get wrong, is that they think, well, Mary Jane has to be a party girl. She's shallow. She's not. Mary Jane, the, part, the party girl, is, is what Mary Jane does to cope with the shit that Mary Jane doesn't want to cope with. Exactly. Yeah. Her abusive father. Yeah. It,
4: father it, her, yeah. her,
1: her going out and partying is Batman putting on a fucking mask.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> part, That's true. Pardon me. Um, and, no, and, true. and a lot of
0: writers simply don't understand that and, well, and, and you, don't get that. And if you think about it, I mean the nature. I mean, I'm not saying this, Will Cipher, saying this, but I mean the the nature of the. I'm when other people say, always oh, it's just that Mary Jane would not fall for somebody like, uh, like a was like somebody like Peter because she's too hot and Peter is too.
1: In a way, it's kind of like Peter's well, a good-looking guy. Yeah, and a it, lot it, of times women in the comics, look at they do double takes of Peter. They're like, "Who's that guy? He's cute."
0: Right. I mean, and, and it's kind of like it's trying to say, okay, so you're saying that attractive women do not go for for straight you know you know, basically average looking men I mean that's, uh, that, I mean that's one that doesn't seem to like that seems to be kind of specious. that's that that's well, that's they doesn't, they could if it's like, someone that they dated when they were younger is my yeah.
1: yes, my thing you know you have different eyes this yeah. is to ignore the long history the
0: characters have with one another before she ever right. became famous i'm sorry I right. and the other th- and the other thing too is that if we're talking about Peter Parker, I mean every woman he's ever dated in the comics is basically a knockout. I mean you can say that you can say the thing like I mean has he ever dated an ugly woman in the in his entire run? An Amazing Spider-Man. If we're talking about like you know Betty Brandt, Gwen Stacy, Deborah. I mean I mean even Deborah Whitman is supposed to be the plain Jane. Even she's supposed to be kind of you know kind of a beautiful you know semi beautiful and everything. So it's and so it's not like and it's not as if you know like Peter was dating like. Plain Jane women or something either, and you know what with, with women. Yeah. And, and I know there's other arguments they've also tried to toss out there too about the uh, the marriage thing, like mainly like the idea that um, if he's be, if that if Peter Parker is married, that that cr- because he's supposed to be a guy who has to be struggle struggle with his uh, resp- responsibilities, because he has a support system if he has a wife. I've seen that. I've seen um I think it was maybe Eric Larson maybe kind of argued something along those lines well and then, go ahead I'm sorry and then also I there's the other argument I've seen is uh, one by was uh, Christopher priest um, he's argued that well since spider-man is about wish fulfillment uh, for you know adolescent wish fulfillment adoles- you know teenage boys do not think of mar- do think of marrying Mary Jane they think of you know having a role in the hay with her so. If you have him, if you have Spider Man being married, that you know what what adolescent would want to be, what, you know.
1: I think he's talking kind of about the adolescents that are
0: writing for, for Marvel now. Yeah, but he's trying to say <laughs> that ruin that it, that you have a married character that kind of ruins the power fantasy if you have if you if you go in that if you go in that direction. But it, mainly, it's just it's just which yeah, is funny but, because for me as a Spider Man fan, I've always the thing
1: I've always appreciated most about the character is that he always tries to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah, written correctly. Not not that he's yeah. snooping
0: a whole bunch of girls. Oh yeah, right. I mean, it just it's, if I it's, wanted that, I go read Iron Man.
1: I and mean, again and again, <laughs> it
0: goes back to this idea that that in a way they're kind of using the, this is a, 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 the idea that this is all about. Oh, this is reflect Peter Parker's youth because he's just you know he's just dating bunches of girls as opposed to just trying to set, you know even though the character himself was always about well I trying to. You know, fi- he was not somebody who just goes around as a. He's not like tries to go dating all the time. He wants to try to find can, the right girl.
2: Can anyone name the uh, the Asian girlfriend? From the- no, no. No. The, from, from this current run, no. no. or lee no. Le- no. Le-
0: Le- You mean Asian sissy Ironwood? <laughs> no. So one person on the podcast remembered her name, and, and, and I, actually, can- do, I actually do remember her name. It's either Le- Anna, what's her- Leanne or Leanne. Because remember they kept Lee Okay. They kept they kept misspelling her name. That's how much that that's how much of an impact yeah. she had. She she's gonna be filed under the
2: sissy Ironwood folder of very obscure. Oh yeah.
1: She's gonna be filed under the Carla Cooper. Uh, <laughs>
0: Carly, Carly had a longer. Folder Carly has still. actually had more appearance, appearances. I mean, I'm, I'm
1: glad that we still haven't had any, any pop ups from that character, I, I, and hopefully she went away to her planet like Poochie D.
0: Oh, I um, ma- I imagine that the reason why I imagine, I imagine that somebody kind of almost maybe have told Slot, you know, that I I, I assume that the reason why Carly Cooper left was more due to editorial reasons as opposed to what Dan Slot wanted, because the way they figured, oh, well, she's obviously not working, so we got to, you know... Yeah.
2: I mean, this... The, the current Peter Parker has no love life.
0: Yeah. It'd be, well... That's well, he's the, about to with Miss... or uh, with uh,
1: No, not Miss Marvel. Lock, but, um, Mockingbird. Think, yeah, Mockingbird. Thank you. Yeah,
0: he's trying to tease that sucker. And That'll be the next failed romance, so... <laughs> yeah. I can't wait till that, <laughs> well, that. Well, that's the thing, and that's the thing. I mean, we all kind of know that it's always going to be a failed romance, because we know he's it's never going to progress past a certain point now. Yeah, and I, I want to say one thing,
1: uh, another thing, real quick about the what I had said about the party girl thing earlier, uh, and and the most the Spider-Man writer that has understood the last Spider-Man writer to actually understand Mary Jane, um, well, I, I say the last two because uh, Paul Jenkins understood the character as well. JMS was JMS, and yep. and JMS knew very well that Mary Jane's yep. party girl persona was how she coped and how she dealt with things, and. When she was was not feeling like she had to cope with things, or when she was feeling relatively stable, a lot of times the perfect date night for her was her and Peter staying inside and either like eating something or watching something on TV. She was pretty chill. Yeah, yeah. she didn't have to go out every night partying, drinking, dancing, and everything else. So, mm-hmm.
2: uh, that, you know, the love aspect is one of my favorite uh, aspects of Spider Man. Mm-hmm. The uh, juggling two girls, the blonde and the redhead.
1: The uh, responsibility of a wife. Yeah. Uh, well, for a character uh, whose who's, who's theme, I'm sorry, Tom Brever, but you're wrong. It's not youth. Uh, for th- a character whose central theme is responsibility, there's no bigger responsibility than having a family.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Amen. None. Yes. Aunt May said it herself in ASM 400 there is no greater responsibility than raising a child. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And as somebody that's still a fairly new father, um, there is drama that occurs with families. <laughs> no doubt. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to write it. It just comes no, to it, you. It,
4: that's, again, <laughs> again,
3: that's the, the characters writing the story, not mm-hmm. the story story writing the characters. And there's such yeah. a big difference. And we just see it so often with both Marvel and DC these days. It's, it's not letting the characters write themselves anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. Last uh, poster uh, has a couple questions. First one, uh, J T Gone fifty six seventy nine is the poster six six posts. Fairly new member, welcome to the board, uh, Jr. In a what if type scenario, or like the show Deadliest Warrior, how would Harry as the Green Goblin from the JMD Mateus spectacular Spider Man run fared against the Roderick Kingsley? Oh Hop shit! Goblin from- oh, Kingsley
4: needs lunch. Oh yeah. <laughs> I Harry was. See, I, I never understood the Hawaii. Well, I never understood the idea of liking Harry as a super villain. Harry was a lost boy. You know, yep. his dad was the bad guy. Harry was living in the shadow of a father. Uh, and you know, Harry was not his father's intellect or anything like. He wasn't a criminal. I just think Harry was not a criminal. Harry was a screwed up kid, you know. He was a horrible so, criminal. Yeah,
1: yeah. He, he, he was. <laughs> so a the one time he actually won, he died.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so but no, Kingsley. No, Kingsley was a Kingsley was a sharp, dangerous dude. He'd, he, 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 you know,
1: even know with that. the ascot.
4: Oh yeah, even with the ascot.
0: <laughs> but I what's mean, your thoughts on what's your? Th- oh, sorry, Mike. I was just saying though. I mean, because I mean, with Harry, I think it would be interesting in the sense that. Harry, I mean, if you, because I don't think they ever, they never tank they never had a fight ever, I mean, with Harry and, and Roderick Kinsley. But, because it would be interesting because, in the sense, that Harry yeah, is did. kind of defa- almost would it's be forced to defend his, top. it would almost be forced to defend his father's legacy or something. Oh, wait, they did fight. That's right. Yeah. No, they, was then, was he fighting McIndale, though? Oh, wait a minute. Maybe he, he was, was Mac- fighting. I thought he was fighting
1: McIndale. They that. had kind of a clash in Amazing 250 and 251.
0: Yeah, yeah, but not the, inside but not, that warehouse. But, but Harry wasn't yeah, the goblin. He wasn't the He wasn't dressed as a goblin. I mean, because I mean, it's in a way because Kinsley, in a sense, is kind of. It, so it is always kind of interesting because Kinsley is kind of stealing his dad's legacy, even though he kind of hates his dad. And, um, but.
2: I, I you know I I just read it so I'm interested in Jr's opinion. What's your what's your thoughts on the Bart Hamilton storyline, Jr?
4: It was an interesting storyline. Uh, it was okay. I mean, uh, it's you know. We, I mean, we don't ever talk about Bart Hamilton. Well, for good reason. I mean, it was. I mean, he's <laughs> the third goblin. Right. Right. But you know, we we never really understood anything about him. We never really understood his motivation. So uh,
1: he was he was, was one dimensional.
4: Yeah, he was kind of a placeholder goblin. You know, yeah. it was a. Uh, he was a mystery- it was kind of all a misdirection. You know, you were supposed to think it was Harry all the time and it was really him, so he was more of a misdirection device really than a than a goblin, you know. So Yeah.
0: Now watch Dan Slot bring that character back during the clone conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I
2: just read <laughs> Lynn Wein's run on Spider Man and and it's it's kind of a a letdown a little bit between Conway and Mar Mar Wolfman.
4: I think yeah it's yeah it, well I mean Conway just did so many different things I mean he
2: changed the hell out of that character uh, yeah
4: I mean he's his 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 run has left a uh, an imprint you know to this day um, yeah Weens you know when I read it, it it's okay I mean and it's, and, it's, and, yeah. and there's some significant there's some nif- significant things that happened uh, but it's you know the thing is though whoever whoever's going to wind up playing with the toys is always going to you know. You know, I mean, you had Stan who helped create the character. You had Conway who took it in different directions, and and everybody's impact after that is probably going to be less.
3: So, yeah.
2: but he created Stegmont, Lynn Wayne. right, George? Uh, ooh. he did. He Wait did. a minute, was he, he, he the one
1: that wrote uh, the
2: or that Marvel team I, up? I, I, I thought. So. Oh, I take that back. Okay. I take that back. I, I, I thought ASM-166 was his No, I think no, no just, uh, it was
1: Marvel Team-Up number 19, but it was Lynn Wing. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, he is Stegron's I daddy. I remembered it was Gil oh. Kane, but I didn't remember... Uh, it's his co-daddy, yeah. I'm sorry. All right,
2: uh... My two dads. <laughs> My t- God.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, to
2: J.R., George, and Brad, what was the sadder portrayal, portrayal between Bill Bixby as David Banner going from town to town looking for a cure... Or Lon Cheney Jr. as Larry Talbot looking for a tier of peace. Uh, are, are we talking about Quasimodo? Is that what? No, L- Lon, Lon Cheney Jr.
1: was
0: played the, the Wolf- Wolfman.
2: Man. Wolfman. Uh, Wolfman.
0: The original yeah, Wolfman. I, I,
1: I never the saw the original movie. It's, it's. I mean, okay, basically, uh, uh, the son of a rich guy, uh, of a rich family, uh, gets bitten by, uh, no, gets cursed, pardon me.
0: Gets cursed by it's cursed, a gypsies, yeah,
1: by gypsies, and turned into uh, the Wolf Man, and uh, it's his own father that winds up killing him. Um, mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I mean, he's very tortured, like Marvin Gaye, uh, kinda, yeah, Ex- except with <laughs> except with werewolves for F. Saying. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I mean, but only then when he's dead can he be free. That's yes, right of the curse and so in a way it was kind of a happy ending i mean it was it was a tragic story but it was kind of a happy ending because he wasn't okay. suffering anymore and being a were- being a werewolf turns out as a horrible thing
0: well and, it wasn't uh, actually quite a happy ending because then he comes back in like what was it a c- in the sequel of frankenstein versus the wolfman yeah but those were
1: there wasn't there wasn't there wasn't there wasn't a, there wasn't a, there wasn't a real cohesive continuity there
2: was
0: yeah there was i mean
2: so George's vo- vote is Bill Bixby. Mike, you're familiar. It sounds like
0: with Wolfman. What, what's sadder? Oh gosh. Um, well, I mean, I think maybe if you're talking about because I've seen, I'm a I'm a classic movie buff. Um, I mean, yeah, the Wolfman is kind of like. I mean, you could say it's a little dated because it's, it's it's from the 30s, 40s, and um, it's a tragic story in in a sense. Um, I think maybe the the thing maybe the thing with Vale Bixby as da, you know David Banner stuff. It's mainly because of the music in the Incredible Hulk, right? It's just that la, it's that final tune. Well, no, it's because well, no, no matter he, what he
1: tries, he can't he can't find a play. You can't find a own. kind of
0: cure. That's true. He can't stay in a
2: town more than he five minutes. He can't cure himself, himself like,
0: and he can't. Yeah, you can't stay in the same. Yeah, place. but I mean, I think the tune kind of it makes it, it helps to make it sell the point. Oh
2: yeah, the music's epic. All it does right, yeah. is
0: accentuate, it, you know, yeah. Yeah. everything going on.
1: Uh,
2: one of the sad, one of the saddest scenes of that classic Hulk show is where there's a cure, and uh, it's called oh what is the, uh, remember where there was a second Green Hulk? No, you, you don't remember that one. Um, Oh, Jared, are you, know, nope. are you familiar with the uh, nope. You didn't watch. No, anyway, there was a second Hulk, and uh, Bill Bixby uh, found the cure finally. And the, the cure was in this little vial, and the second Green Hulk hulked out and smashed it. And usually uh, Bixby turned into the Hulk just angry and hurt and upset. This one he turned into the Hulk crying. Because the cure was going down the drain literally, and then the two Hulks fought. fought. Uh, that was one of the best Hulk episodes. If Michael Bailey was on the show, he Michael would have yeah it. Bailey would yeah paid.
0: Bailey and I could talk this episode. Now, now let me ask you this, Brad: What did you think of that TV movie, The Death of the Incredible Hulk?
2: That it, it, that just <laughs> did not. Even when I was a kid, I'm like the Hulk falls from a plane to dies, yeah. It's,
1: yeah, wasn't the Kingpin pin the bad guy in there?
0: No, No, that was
1: Daredevil. That was and that was played
0: by uh, John Rice (laughs) Davies. John Rice Davies, who whose version of the Kingpin was wearing those like those really eighties like eighties glasses and was like to listen to like had this whole neons on pad. Was it the one with Thor in it? uh, No, No, Thor was the the trial. The uh, the Incredible Hulk was the one with uh, John Rice Davies as a Kingpin, and also Dare the first uh, first live action version of Daredevil, and. Mm -hmm. I think it was Return of the Incredible Hulk where they had Thor. Or yes, I
3: I got the they had like a DVD three pack for five bucks at Walmart. Mm-hmm. I bought that. Yeah, well,
1: damn. <laughs> they were, they, the the they third the
2: third and final episode of the, which was a TV movie of the Hulk movies didn't have a Marvel hero in it. No, with the exception of the Hulk, and it, it was uh, I remember Bill Bixby was in bed with this Russian spy. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, what in the hell? Uh, but yeah, it just was not as satisfactory. He dies
0: falling out of a plane. Yeah,
2: and, and the sad ass music as he's falling, and the look on Farigno's face, like, oh, 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 <laughs> this is my career. <laughs> I mean, the uh, yeah, it just the Hulk does not die from a plane. I know this is not a as powerful Hulk, but. The healing factor alone, but there was plans for a fourth Hulk movie, but unfortunately, well, Bixby was like Son it.
0: of the Hulk or something.
2: Like, no, like... it was called Re- The Return of the Hulk. Is what I think it was no, called. It was, I thought that was the, the very first one was
0: called The Return of the Incredible. Hulk.
2: Oh, all right, you're going to make me Wikipedia this year. Yeah, okay. right. I- I'm, looking it up. Okay. I'm looking it up. the the Death of the Hulk is what it's called, and yeah, canceled sequel, The Revenge of the, the Hulk. Revenge there it of it. Hulk. Okay. The Revenge of the Hulk. The Revenge of the Hulk. 1990 script was was being written. And it would have uh, had the Hulk with Banner's mind. So, and, uh, oh, okay. And uh, Frigno allegedly was going to talk, which I think <laughs> sounds awesome.
0: So Luke I Frigno think Frigno was going to try awesome. to sound like is old uh, – so basically it was kind of like a Professor Hulk or something, right?
2: No, well, you, Frigno can't pull off Professor Hulk. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Just the Hulk talking just a little bit would have been awesome. They, the one follow up sequel that I think would have been great would have been the they had the title of it in the second one mm-hmm. which was uh The Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Okay. I think one of the best uh ideas for a follow up movie was uh uh what's his name uh Jack McGee actually finds him. Mm-hmm. And they bring him in and he goes on trial for the death of uh well, what's her name Marcus? No, not, that's what not her that. What was it was the Elena Marks, there you go.
0: Yeah, And they never did that in any of the movies, did they? They never brought that reporter guy in.
2: Because that is why he's on the run, mm-hmm. because she's dead in the pilot. Right. Yeah. Anyway, the world must know that the, the banner is dead. Uh, anyway, I love that show. I actually, last couple uh, weeks ago, I watched uh, another episode on Netflix. The whole series is on Netflix. The, the movies aren't. But uh, watch some of those. Some of those episodes are just... A lot of fun. Still, the, still uh, a better
1: Hulk than what Ang Lee gave us.
0: God, <laughs> yeah, that's for
1: sure. <laughs> yeah.
2: One of the best, uh, with the exception of the pilot... I, I know this is a Spider-Man show, but screw it.
1: Uh,
3: <laughs> uh, one of the
2: best episodes, with the exception of the pilot, is the one episode called Married. And it features Marriott Hartley. And, uh, she actually I remember won that
1: episode. It,
2: she won an Emmy Award, and and he got married in this episode. She was battling cancer. He was battling the Hulk there's a the great they they mentally tried to fight their diseases in their brains and it had a great a Hulk out in the middle of the desert in a cage and Bixby and Ferrigno are on the screen at the same time and and the Hulk is just reaching trying to kill Bixby. It's oh, I love that episode It's a two parter the uh if I could find this episode number that you guys can watch. Uh, Metamorphosis is a good episode where uh, uh, Bixby is uh, trapped mid-transformation, so he's got the contacts in the whole episode. He's half Hulk, half uh, Bixby. That's a great one. Uh, Go ahead. I'm trying to find this episode that I'm thinking of where it's the two Hulks.
0: Now, uh, I've never had a thing because, I mean, I know it's wild but they had the live-action amazing Spider-Man on the same network as the Incredible Hulk, right? They had what? I thought because you remember the live action with the David, the, the Nicholas Hammond, when they were doing all those Spider Man.
2: Oh yeah, all at, it was
0: it was on the same was also on C, wasn't an also on CBS because I know that was what the Incredible Hulk was was when it was on the air. At the time, yeah. I'm surprised they never tried to do or, or, or they ever tried to do like a crossover, like have the two. They like, they did
2: they, they did oh they did. Uh, uh, I've been trying to get Nicholas Hammond on the show. He was the live action 1970s Spider Man, mm-hmm. and I actually tweeted him, and I don't tweet, uh, <laughs> but he hasn't replied to me. And I, I tried to get an email
4: for him. I haven't had much luck,
2: uh, but yes, uh, let me let me just Google that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he
4: gave an interview once, and he said that it was going to be Spider Man was going to be wearing the black costume.
2: Uh, oh really? Yeah. I didn't know about yeah, that. Yeah, and
4: there, but the, the so there was talk about it, but then uh, supposedly Ferrigno was busy filming a Hercules movie, and and he <laughs> says, and so they you know they didn't do it, and he said they actually they were just using that as an excuse that Universal mm-hmm. was they they ultimately just didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but Hammond yeah did say that there was there was talk of one. <laughs> he had talked to he had talked to Bill Bixby about it. Right
2: Here we go. I've got uh, Blumhouse dot com in nineteen quote in nineteen eighty four Bixby had wanted to revive the Incredible Hulk as a directorial project for him. At the time, he had already befriended TV Spider-Man's Nicholas Hammond and in in an interview in SFX magazine. Hammond explained, quote, I used to know Bill Bixby quite well in those days. We used to speak on the phone once in a while, and we talked about the problems the Hulk series had run into and and why Spider-Man didn't work. Bill asked me during one of those conversations would I play the part again, and my response was only if I could have more control over the character. I wanted to make him more humorous, and was interested in doing more of the physical stuff. I felt one of the problems with the series was that Peter Parker that I played, and the Spider-Man, who was played by a man were so opposite. And lots of believability of the character was lost. Mm -hmm. Bill liked my ideas and said he would let me know if anything came up. And about three weeks to a month later, I got a phone call from Bill saying that he had spoken to screenwriter Ron Satloff, And he was close to setting up a deal with Columbia Television to start working on a project which featured both Spider-Man and the Hulk. Bill was going to direct, and I was to have writing credits with Stanley and Ron Satloff. One of the main problems early on, though, was Universal Television weren't prepared to let Columbia have use of the Hulk character, and this took a while. Eventually, Bill phoned again, saying that both networks came to a deal to co-produce the television movie with Universal having the rights to the screen. Hammond then said, things started moving quickly and we got most of the technical crews from both original series – on board, and the movie had an air date of spring of 1984. I was very excited because work had been tight, and as Bill said, this could open doors on the acting front. And I also loved the character. Bill was also keen to do it because his private life was in something of a limbo, and directing the movie would have really taken his mind off things. The most impressive thing about the movie was to be the costume I was going to wear. It was going to be the black costume. There you go, Jer. Mm-hmm. Used in the comics around that time, and it looked a lot better than the one in the TV series. <laughs> Just as everything was running smoothly, Bill phoned again. He said, Hi, it's Bill. Nick, I got some bad news. The project's been canceled. Lou is unavailable. Universal won't do the movie without Lou. Lou Ferrigno was in Italy making a Hercules movie and wouldn't be available to make the movie, and they weren't prepared to wait for him. Personally, I've always thought that this was Universal's own way of canceling the project. If they had just le- left it to Columbia, it would have gotten made easily. I was a bit upset because I was looking forward to doing it again. The script was really good, and I never got a chance to work with Bill again, which was a real shame. <laughs> oh, uh, here, here's more confirmation. This is funny. Where At the end of this show, we're taking Hulk and Spider-Man news together. This just in from 1984. <laughs> <clears throat> in Lou Ferrigno's book, My Incredible Life as the Hulk. He confirmed Hammond's suspicions of the studio's ulterior motives with the following revelation. Ferrigno is quoted as saying, My availability was never an issue because I was never contacted about the project. Universal never inquired to see if I was available. I'd already completed Hercules two months before, so my availability was not an issue. In fact, I wasn't even aware of the Hulk-Spider-Man project until I came across this information in 2003, doing my research. Anyway, with that that's mind-blowing to me mm-hmm. to have Spider-Man and Hulk even on a TV screen in
0: 1984. Yeah,
2: Ah, that's a geek-gasm for my... Mm-hmm. my it,
0: would be to try, yeah. it would be interesting to try to see if, 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 if there always was a script written, if anyone's got...
3: Oh, my gosh. If there, to
0: yeah. try to see if somebody got mm-hmm. a, hand hold, a hand of that, that original TV script. And
2: awesome. I mean, it's, it's fairly easy to, to think how you could get them in the same place. Mm-hmm. I mean... The Hulk
0: spotted in New York. Right. The Butte's Parker. Boom. Yeah, right. And also because Peter Parker and that show, Nicholas, there's it's supposed to be like, they're both scientists, so you could have like a whole, oh. you know, conversation there. Like, this. A, a, you could even have like a thing where Peter Parker tries to cure David Banner of the Hulk. Oh, man. I mean, hey, you're, with, you're, you're getting excited.
2: Uh,
3: in, in Avengers Affinity War, if there's a moment with, with Hulk and oh. Spider-Man... Oh. <laughs> Brad is just going to become a giant blob.
2: I'm just going to... He's going to build into his scene. There has to be a Hulk-Spider-Man scene in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Please. Like, just hop on his back and say, What's up, green stuff? That's all I'll take. What's up, green jeans? Or having oh.
0: him do, like, a fastball special or something. And like,
2: Oh, well, that's Wolverine Well, I'll I know, but they not do it. Don't, 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 I, want, I want my favorite characters in one frame of motion
3: picture history. Like, Wendy's going to take him to the freaking theater, and he's going to start crying. Uh,
4: it's like, it. they're,
2: they're, my brothers are together again.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright, that was, uh, that, that, I liked that last question, took us off on a Hulk-Spider-Man rant, which is what something I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, final thoughts? Uh, Zach?
0: Uh, I'm ready for that.
3: Mike, <laughs>
0: I'll probably be binge watching, doing some more binge watching of Luke Cage. <laughs> oh, well, that's right, because you're wet. You're you're, you're the left coast. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Yeah,
1: That's whoa. right. Whoa. Hey now, <laughs> aye,
0: aye, aye. hey, hey, West Coast represent, man. That's, that's...
1: <laughs> oh. George, final thoughts, sir. I am gonna go get a, a double quarter pounder with cheese. And probably watch at least one episode a weekend before I fall asleep.
4: JR, final thoughts. Uh, I guess I better uh, get some sleep so I can be ready for uh, taping a spider history.